Anthem. This is Rob Patterson. I'm the pastor of Community Life and Local Outreach, and we are reading through the New Testament together. This year, as we are going through the book of Acts, we're devoting ourselves to the scriptures, specifically the New Testament. And so we're asking God to open our eyes and see the big gospel story on display. We want to walk in the places, the sights, the sounds with Jesus. We want to experience the work of the Spirit through his people as the church is born. And we want to see how that story continues to this very day with us. So today's reading is for January 26th. That's the fifth day of week one. It's also my anniversary. And uh, we are reading Acts 9, 10, and 11. Acts 9. But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now, as he went on his way, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. And falling on the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing of the voice, but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground. And although his eyes were opened, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight, neither ate nor drank. And there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight, and at the house of Judas look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. For behold, he is praying." He has seen a vision from a man named Ananias come in and lay his hand on him so he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done at your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me here so you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he rose and he was baptized, and taking food he was strengthened. For some days he was with the disciples at Damascus, and immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogues, saying, He is the Son of God. And all who heard him were amazed, and they said, Is this not the man who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon the name? And has he not come here for this purpose, to bring them bound before the chief priests? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. When many days had passed, the Jews plotted to kill him, but their plot became known to Saul. They were watching the gates and their night <laughs> watching the gates day and night in order to kill him. But the disciples took him by night and let him down through an opening in the wall, lowering him in a basket. And when he had come to Jerusalem, he attempted to join the disciples, and they were all afraid of him, for they did not believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared to them 
how on the road he had seen the Lord who spoke to him, and how at Damascus he had preached boldly the name of Jesus. So he went out among them at Jerusalem, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. And he spoke, and he disputed against the Hellenists, and they were seeking to kill him. And when the brothers learned of this, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. Now as Peter went here and there among them, he came down also to the saints who lived in Lydia. There he found a man named Aeneas, bedridden for eight years, who was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Rise, make up your bed. And immediately he rose. And all the residents of Lydia and Sharon saw him, and they turned to the Lord. Now there was in Joppa a disciple named Tabitha, which translated means Dorcas. She was full of good works and acts of charity. In those days she became ill and died. And when they had washed her, they laid her in an upper room. Since Lydia was near Joppa, the disciples, hearing that Peter was there, sent two men to him, urging him, Please come to us without delay. So Peter rose and went with them. And when he arrived, they took him to the upper room. All the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing tunics and other garments that Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them all outside, and he knelt down and prayed. Turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand, and he raised her up. Then, calling the saints and the widows, he presented her alive, and it became known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. He stayed in Joppa for many days with one Simon, a tanner. Chapter 10. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion of what was known as the Italian cohort, a devout man who feared God with all his household, gave alms generously to the people, and prayed continually to God. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God come to him and say, Cornelius. He stared at him in terror, and he said, What is it, Lord? And he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa, and bringing one Simon who is called Peter. He's lodging with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had departed, he called two of his servants, a devout soldier from among those who attended him, having related everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. The next day, as they were on their journey and they approached the city, Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour to pray, and he became hungry and he wanted something to eat. And while they were preparing it, he fell into a trance. He saw the heavens opened and something like a great sheet descending, being led down by its four corners upon the earth. And in it was all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there was a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I've never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice came to him a second time, What God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times, and there was taken up at once to heaven. Now while Peter was inwardly perplexed as to what his vision that he had just seen might mean, Behold, the men who were sent by Cornelius, having made inquiry for Simon's house, stood at the gate, and called out to him whether Simon, who was called Peter, was lodging there. And while Peter was pondering the vision, 
The spirit said to him, Behold, three men are looking for you. Rise and go down and accompany them without hesitation, for I have sent them. And Peter went down to the men and said, I am the one you're looking for. What is the reason for your coming? And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man, who is well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and to hear what you have to say. So he invited them to be his guests. The next day he arose and went with them, and some of the brothers from Joppa accompanied him. And on the following day they entered Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them, and he had called together his relatives and close friends. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him, and he fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up, saying, Stand up, I too am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many persons gathered. As he said to them, You yourselves know how unlawful it is for a Jew to associate with or visit another, another one of any other nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. I asked them, why have you sent for me? And Cornelius said, four days ago, about this very hour, I was praying in my house at the ninth hour. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing. He said, Cornelius, your prayers have been heard and your alms have been remembered before God. Send therefore to Joppa and ask for Simon, who is called Peter. He's lodging in the house of Simon, the tanner by the sea. So I sent for you at once, and you have been kind enough to come. Now therefore we are all here in the presence of God to hear all that you have been commanded by the Lord. So Peter opened his mouth. And he said, Truly, I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right and is acceptable to him, for as the word that sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he's the Lord of all. You yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee, after the baptism that John proclaimed. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we were witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and made him to appear, not only to all the people, but to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness, and everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins his name. While Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on Gentiles. For they were hearing them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter declared, can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people? Who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And they asked him to remain for some days. Chapter 11. Now the apostles and the brothers who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcision party criticized him saying, you went to uncircumcised men and ate with them. But Peter began and explained it to them in order. 
I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. Something like a great sheet was descending, is being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to me. Looking at it closely, I observed animals of beasts and preys and reptiles and birds of the air, and I heard the voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, and kill and eat. But I said, By no means, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But the voice answered a second time from heaven, What God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times, and all was drawn up again into heaven. And behold, all at that very moment, three men arrived at the house in which we were sent to me from Caesarea, and the Spirit told me to go with them, making no distinction. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. And he told us how he had seen the angel stand in his house and say, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will declare to you a message by which you will be saved, you and all your household. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them, just as he, as on us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord. And he said, John, baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? When they heard these things, they fell silent and they glorified God saying, then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance that leads to life. Now, those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen, they traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except the Jews. And there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who came to Antioch, they spoke to the Hellenists, also preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. And when he came and he saw the grace of God, he was glad, and he exhorted them to all remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast, steadfast purpose, for he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and great many people were added to the Lord. So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year they met with the church, and they taught great many people. And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. Now in these days, prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch, and one of them named Agabus stayed up and foretold by the Spirit that there would be a great famine over all the world. This took place in the days of Claudius. So the disciples determined, each one according to his ability, to send relief to the brothers living in Judea, and they did so, sending it to the elders by the hand of Barnabas and Saul. That is Acts chapters 9, 10, and 11. Just this morning as I'm reading this, it just dawns on me and just what really highlighted for me was just the boldness and the courage it would take for Peter. That yes, you have the Lord giving him this amazing vision that what was is no longer true. There's this new thing happening and that Jesus isn't for the Jews only, it's for all people. But how much courage it must take for Peter to stand firm in that, the, to stand up against his friends and say, no, 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 the Holy Spirit has led me in this way. It's clear. And then they can look back in the scriptures and they can see the progression of that story. And, but man, just the boldness to stand for what the Lord has made clear. I want to stand in that today. 
I want, I want to live in that place. I want to walk in that. Um, let me pray for us. Jesus, I thank you for this gift, just as we see the, the complete change in Saul's life. And we see Barnabas loving Saul and bringing about. God, I, I pray that we could be people like Peter, who would stand up for the things of biblical justice. We would stand up for the things um, that you've called us into. Um, I don't know what our day holds, but we know you are going to bring things about, God, that we could stand and walk in your spirit. So Lord, give us that sensitivity, but also give us the boldness to stand for what is clear. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen.